Hey! Oh my gosh, so many amazing things today. So many amazing things within life. And you should know that this positive, radiant person has always been inside of me. And it is also inside of you. I had lost her for a while. It wasn't so positive and radiant and shiny. I could feel her coming up in some situations, but not all of them. And that has been the beauty of all of this work, was the rediscovery of this light human being that exists within me. Um, but more than anything, my good friends, more than anything, it's just about following the good feeling, finding the good feeling, and letting yourself fully feel that right now. Not waiting. Feeling it now. And I'm talking a little bit about um, my recent trip that I went on and how challenging it was to maintain this vibration when everything is telling you the opposite. Everything is telling you to not trust. And my experience told me to trust even more. And I think that is why it all happened the way that it did. And I don't know. I'm just really, really committed to following what flows and finding what feels good and staying there as long as I possibly can. Let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes. I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life. And we're just starting into season three. And I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur, creative vibes that are going out into this world. And the more that I get to experience that, the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world. However, that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that.
hello. Let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. I can't even wait. Okay. So my great thing, listen, my great thing is this ability to manifest seemingly impossible things like, uh, I can't, I can't, I can. Now I'm understanding. Hi, Hannah. Your power is amazing. And so is yours. You're listening to this right now and you're going, oh my gosh, how do all these things just happen in her favor? How does that happen? Well, I, I ask. And then I demand. I expect the world to react to me because why wouldn't it? What isn't happening for me? Right? What isn't? And I don't even know because I'm so busy staring directly at the things that are, recognizing the abundance that exists right here and now, recognizing how the world is just ridiculously opening for me that I couldn't even sift through what isn't if I wanted to. I mean, sure, if we really sat down and someone forced me and you would have to have a gun to my head because that's a vibration I just choose not to interact with. What's the point when there's so much abundance, there's so much beauty? So at the beginning of this uh, Christmas season, this holiday season, I was like, uh, I need a place to display my vintage ornaments. Our regular Christmas tree, which is like this beautiful, eclectic, like plaid, wonderful tree. Like we have homemade ornaments on there. We have ornaments from well, we have one ornament from my childhood. We have an abundance of ornaments from my husband's childhood. And then we have our children's ornaments that are being added to it. And it's sort of this whimsical, historical beauty of a tree. And that's wonderful. But I have been um, collecting some shiny bright ornaments. My mom knows that I love these. And so she's been gifting me ornaments that are in line with this. And it became apparent this year that I needed something that could display these ornaments because these ornaments no longer fit on our normal tree. And so I sort of held them back and I held them up in my office. I'm like, I need the tree, the tree. There's a tree for this. And early in the season, um, one of my favorite vintage stores, Epic Finds on Main Street in Waterloo, Iowa. If you're ever in the area, you should definitely stop. And they had posted this um, light, this vintage <laughs> light for Christmas tree. I'm like, well, I don't really get what that is, but that's beautiful and wonderful and it's Christmas and it's vintage and I sort of want it and I don't even know how I would use it, but sheesh, feels like a necessary purchase. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't buy it because I honestly didn't even know what it was. I assume that it lights up a Christmas tree, but that didn't really make sense to me. Why would you need to light up a Christmas tree? Christmas trees have lights. And so I passed on it, but I sort of remembered that it existed. So yesterday, um, 
I got child-free time to wander through one of my favorite uh, vintage stores. And they're not necessarily vintage. It's sort of this eclectic. There are all these little shops within one big shop. And all of these vendors or collectors get to put up, put out their collections for purchase, for sale. And it's beautiful. It's not just antiques, but sort of a eclectic mix of things, which I love more than anything. And so I'm wandering through this store and not even really thinking about the Christmas tree, although that was on my mind too. Okay. If we could find a Christmas tree, that would be awesome. Cause we are definitely looking for one. And this would be the place that we could potentially find one, but I figured I'd have to find a vintage replica on sale at maybe Target would for sure have them or you know, a Hobby Lobby, something like that. So I'm wandering through this store looking for an umbrella holder, which if if you find one, please let me know. This store did not have any umbrella holders, but I will find one because my daughters and I got bubble umbrellas for our walks to school. And bubble umbrellas are the big ones that have the big handles and there isn't really a great place to put them. And now I understand why umbrella holders had to exist because these aren't the like teeny tiny ones that fold all the way down and can just be thrown into a purse or hung up somewhere nicely on a string. They like have to have a house and house looks like a vintage umbrella holder that I am certain I will find somewhere now that I'm asking for it. And so I'm not looking for the tree, but I'm wandering around looking for this umbrella holder. And then I wander to the downstairs and lo and behold, there is this vintage tinsel tree and I see it and I am like just dumbfounded. Like, holy cow. I don't even know what the tree of the century in which I'm looking for that matches my shiny bright ornaments. But I see this tree and I'm like, that? That's got to be it. That's got to be it. So then I wander over because the other expectation that I had set is that we're not spending our life savings on this tree. It's going to have to be on sale. It's going to have to be, right? It's going to have to be the right price. And I see this tree and it's six foot. And so I'm going, oh, oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my. I flip the tag over. $30. Not even on sale. Just flat out $30. And this is like an innate vintage beauty. Like I, my whole mind is blown at how perfect this is. And even if it's a replica, it's only $30. And I figured the a replica version would be minimum 50. Minimum. At the lowest possible price. And so my entire mind was blown. I'm like grabbing this Christmas tree. I rush home with said Christmas tree. So excited to put my shiny brights on it. Like, I can't even believe it. And then I like get it set up and I'm just sitting in the living room with my husband, just looking at it. Like it brings me so much joy. I, I, I think it brings me even more joy knowing that I manifested such a beautiful, perfect tree that I can't even believe exists. And so I'm just sitting there in the pure 
joy of its existence. And I put up all the ornaments and I put on my vintage tree topper, which I found for $5 on (laughs) Facebook marketplace (laughs) from someone who was cleaning out their attic. Like what? Okay. I put that up on there, light it up. And then I'm sitting there and then I'm like, what do I even really know about this century? And what is this supposed to look like? And so I start searching for lights because this tree has rather thin um, branches. The branches are thin. They're just tinsel coated. And they're so thin, in fact, I'm like, I'd have to get really tiny crystal lights in order to not weigh down the branches. So then I start researching. Well, then I find that I have the branches sprouting straight out. And in fact, they're supposed to sprout straight up. And so I sprout them straight up. And then I start looking for the lights. What lights are supposed to go on this tree? What is the appropriate light from that era? And I rather like the tree with just the ornaments. And so lights, I think we're going to have to be so small and so like almost not there. Those little crystal LED lights is what I was thinking. And then I'm researching trees of this day and age. And I stumble across the fact that these trees couldn't have lights on them because they would spark fires. And so this because they're aluminum and shiny, this is where the tree light comes in. The tree light, which I had seen months before at my favorite um, vintage store. And so then I start looking for one of those, like maybe I could pick up one of those on Amazon. And then I remember that my favorite shop has it. And so I message them and listen. The things you don't know you're going to need. And it's so funny because it's like, I don't know what my call to that era is. I don't know why it exists so strongly in me. I only have to suppose that I was in some form in that. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't in that era at all. There wasn't a way that I could have been unless I was living another life in that era, but then was also reborn. Yeah, it's possible. Okay. So maybe I was living another life in that era. There's something about it that just calls very strongly to me. And the beautiful thing is I don't even No, I guess putting all the things together very separately, the tree topper, the shiny bright ornaments, all of those things, putting all of those things together separately. But then like sitting on the couch last night researching and putting everything together of what I had and realizing that they were all from the same era and there was a reason that I was attracted to all those things. Like it's all just mind blowing. And it's all just proof of the power that you have within you to make these things happen. To make them happen in your life. And you don't have to settle. I think that's where we get off track. Because we look at it and we go, oh, well, 
Hmm. I guess I'll have to settle for this tree because, you know, I really wanted that one, but it just isn't, just isn't happening. Just not happening. Well, in some instances, yes, but you should hold out for what it is that you want. And allow yourself to just fully believe that you should get what you want, that it should be at the price that you want, that it is worth leading out for, that you are destined to have that. That it will just happen. That you don't even have to try that hard. Like, I'm just wandering through a store, kind of sub-hoping that I'll stumble upon a tree, but basis hoping that I will find an umbrella holder. And the funny thing is the thing that I let go of that I expected the least of, I found. And the thing that I was focused hardest on, I didn't. Because it doesn't have to be that complicated. We know that it is for us. And so we allow it to flow to us. There's no resistance. There's no, I can't find this. There's only, I can't, there's only solutions. It is, it will be. I think, therefore it is. And yeah, so next year, and it's hard for me to not be putting this tree up right now, but it definitely is set up in my living room because it just brings me so much unaltered joy that I can't even believe it. Um, so next year we will have the vintage tree that I imagined we would have this year. And it will be so amazing. I can't wait to put it up. And maybe we put stuff up early and I don't know where it will go, but I am overjoyed. I can't even really explain it. Um, yeah. So that's my great thing. Found my vintage tree. Yes. And I know, right? Oh my gosh. You're so cool with all your vin vintage in quotes, millennial stuff. Like I am cool. And this tree will fit perfectly in my office, in my house that I am building. And I can't, wait. It's so perfect. It's so whimsical. It's so wonderful. It doesn't fit anywhere else but there. And so it is. And so it is. Okay. So go ahead and take time. Ground yourself in your own greatness. What are you making happen for yourself? Let's follow that feeling. Let's allow you to feel that. Let's allow you to look at and realize how abundant you are, how capable you are of creating any reality you should commit to. You absolutely are that powerful. Do you believe it? Okay. So this is, this is today. And I want to explain this because it's very similar to the tree. It's about a feeling, right? It's about knowing that things are going to match you. And creating that expectation so much that only what fits comes into your reality. That anything that doesn't, and sometimes we examine this too hard and we go, oh no, that didn't happen. Oh no, 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 no. Only what fits flows. 
So if it didn't float, it just wasn't supposed to. Bye. Wow, I was really looking forward to that opportunity, but clearly it wasn't what needed to happen right now. Even if I have a desire for that thing, we know that we just weren't ready yet. And that's sort of a beautiful thing too, because if everything that was wanting, that we were wanting happened all at once, we'd be so overwhelmed we couldn't think straight. We wouldn't be able to hold on to things. And so we're grateful that they flow slowly and beautifully and rhythmically into our lives. We're grateful that they come one at a time so that we can actually take up space with the wonderful things that are happening so that we don't have to take up space with things that aren't flowing for long. Let's go. And so when I talk about finding the good feeling, I want to use my recent vacation as an example. Okay. Flying into Hawaii right now, unless you're vaccinated, is it's not difficult, but there are a lot of requirements. There are a lot of things. There's a lot of documentation. There are a lot of things very specifically that you have to have uploaded to very specific places in order to enter Hawaii. And we had done everything. We had submitted all of the documentation. And there's still that little amount of worry that like you didn't do it right that you don't have everything, that this isn't going to work out right. Like, it's just so much stuff, which is good. They should do what's best for their state. Absolutely. Especially in the crisis that they've been in for the last couple of months. And so we're adhering to that. And we're still feeling some anxiety and resistance, really. And I took it upon myself to focus so wholly on my light. Like every single plane that we got on, I'm just sitting there thinking about expanding my aura, thinking about expanding my own light, like closing my eyes and doing expansive light work. Because I knew that somewhere this light was going to be required, that I was going to have to attract someone that would come in and see us and come in and sort of give us a green light for everything. And that we were only attracting good situations. We were only focused on the good feeling. And I remember saying multiple times on that trip that, I see this beautiful vacation. I see goodness for us. I don't see badness. I don't see things going wrong. And so I'm just going to keep following that good feeling. I'm going to keep following what flows. I'm going to keep focusing on my light. We are deserving of attracting a good situation. This is meant for us. I know this to be true. And so somewhere, along the lines. We had gotten passed through multiple places and everybody's like, yep, you're good. Yep. Yep. Everything looks good. Keep going. And then we get to this stop point and one person is like, no, 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 you didn't do this right. You're going to have to undo it all. 
you're going to have to just, you're going to have to go back. I don't know what to tell you. And all of a sudden we're sitting there and I'm just like, this isn't, this isn't true. This isn't right. There is a light. And this lady just waltzes over as if from nowhere. And in every other instance, she would have been too busy, but somehow everything else had died down and she must have just seen what was happening and she came over or she was attracted to her abundant energy and she came over whatever the situation. And so she goes through, she figures out what's going on. She tells us exactly what we need to do. And like green lights, everything. And I know now, and it was hard to not resist that because I think we live in a rather resistant, that's the, that's where the most of the focus lies, right? In the problem and searching out the problem and focusing on the problem. And I had just really, while not finding a solution, had just focused on that good feeling. On the knowing that I had, that this, that everything had fallen into place, that this was meant for us, that this was what was supposed to happen all along. And then I think about, well, why that? Why that conflict? Why that? Well, I think truthfully, the understanding of the commitment to light, of the commitment to this way of thinking of focusing on the good feeling when everyone and everything around you is telling you the opposite, is focusing on the problem, and in fact, manifesting even more problems and anxieties. And you don't have to commit to that. My ability to commit to the light that I knew, to the light that I was deserving of, to the light that we were deserving of, to finding that good feeling and staying focused on it instead of the bad feeling, instead of the problem feeling, changed everything. Because the moment that I walked into the situation, we attracted a solution. We attracted a light. And that doesn't happen if you're not committed to that wholly, fully. And this is hard because People are by and large going to say that you are just like insane. And they're going to be like, oh, how can you be so positive? Oh, yeah, you're really taking a positive swing on that. Wow, look at you. And yeah, wow, look at you. Do you know how hard it is to get in that vibration? And it's not this vibration of like, Oh, I only think happy thoughts. I only blah, blah, blah. Be positive. You should really be positive. Nope. It's a vibration of understanding that good and bad exists. And so even if that trip hadn't happened, this was my take. Whatever was supposed to happen here, there is goodness. There is goodness. There is something to learn here. 
There is something that we were not supposed to take part in. There is something that we are supposed to gain here. There is something. There is always something. And continuing to commit to that vibration is like next level, right? Continuing to find good, goodness in all things. Knowing that everything that happens and even the things that don't are contributing to the higher good of you. And we're so raised in this society that tells us, oh, be positive, but then constantly has this undertone of terrible negativity flowing. Almost that like, okay, everybody's out there saying be positive, and then you ask in a class like, oh, what number are you? And then everybody's like, well, if I'm being truthful, I'm like a two. But then out on social media, they're like high flying 12 every single day. And you're going, well, that just doesn't add up. Then that's a lie. Right? And then and then maybe they even shame you because you're like, no, man, I'm a five and I'm a five and I'm going to commit to a five. And maybe I won't be a five every single day, but man, it certainly feels like I'm going to. We haven't really hit lower than a five lately. So let's be a five. And then they all look at you. Oh my gosh. Oh, good for you. You're a five. Wow. You must really be in this state. How good for you. Yay. I'm so happy for you, except for they aren't. And then <laughs> maybe they go back and they discuss it like, whoa, how's she always high flying? Well, that's just it. You are capable of being a five every single day should you keep committing to finding the good feeling. And even bad things that happen to you just are what they are, right? And so our job is to sort of navigate these things, finding how they align with our greater good that we've committed to, right? Everything is flowing in your direction. And you may have to be grateful for even the small things, right? Does abundance look like only a million dollars or does abundance look like a healthy family? A house with a roof, food in your pantry? Does it look like things flowing to you that didn't before? Does it look like maybe you returned something and you're used to getting in-store credit, but today you got cash? Does it look like that? Does it look like finding $5? Are we grateful for those little instances of our abundance? And when we are, the snowball of that good feeling happens. But so often we put that good feeling up on a pedestal. It's the same as the great things. We're like, nope, can't feel it. Nope, I'll be happy when this happens. Yep, I'll be happy when I figure this out. Yep, I'll go ahead and feel good when. No, we got to feel good now. We can't really attract good feelings and good things unless we allow ourselves to feel it today. Right? I was allowing myself to go on that vacation a million times before we ever went on it. And so I knew 
that the things that I was being told by the people around me, that this wasn't going to happen, that everything was stacked up against us, that there's no way. I knew. Because I had felt that trip when we planned it. I had felt that trip all the way along the way of what we were going to do, of what my kids were going to experience, of how amazing it was going to be. And you get rather gummed up when you start involving other people in that. Because most people are really committed to problems, are really committed to the drama that drums up for other people when there isn't any for them, right? We're like hardwired to go find those things, except for we aren't. (laughs) We've been rewired and that's unfortunate. But I'm committing to the light. I'm committing to over here. And when people come in and they can still impact you, and I think that that was one of the things that I needed to learn on this trip is that I wasn't strong enough to withstand that. But I found my strength over time. I realized how powerful I was because of that trip. I realized how important it is to commit to that good feeling that you know that's true to you. We don't have to commit to the problem. We can commit to the solution. We can commit to the light. We can commit to the beauty of this world and how abundantly flowing it is for us. And you may have to get pretty general about that for right now. But eventually, you can get more specific. And you can see the bigger things that are rolling in because of your willingness to find good in the small. And it is a beautiful world for us out there. It just depends on which side of the coin you're committed to. Do you want the solution? Do you want the good feeling? Or do you want the problem and the gossip? As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. Dang it! Sometimes the time runs out and I do not get that in. So, without further ado, as always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us, me, it's just me, out on (laughs) all of our socials. I post every day a post with some inspirational, I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at The Death of a Dream, also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness. Um, But you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams, and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day. Thank you.